Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Geek Day Podcast, where we turn your weekday into a geek day. I'm one of your hosts, Robert Tijerina, and with me, we have the new face of the Geek Day Podcast, and Miss Pop Substance herself, Miss Natalie Ibarra. How you doing, Nat? Hi, how are, how are you guys doing? Doing all right so far, doing all right. I've had a pretty, pretty good, good day. Yeah. And also with us today, we have the father and the dark soul, Mr. Dan Gomez. Dan, my man, how are you? Big chillin'. Big chillin'? I can tell with that beer. Big what kind chillin'. of beer is that? What, what are you drinking? We're drinking uh, a Venetus. Venetus? Is that very like fancy, a... old school German beer. Really? Nice. Yeah, very, find that, very like, good. Walmart or, well, not Walmart, like uh, HB or whatever? <laughs> yeah, at Walmart. Yeah. yeah. Walmart. <laughs> <clears throat> nah, man. Total Wine. Shout out to Total Wine. Really? Okay. Might have mm-hmm. to check that out. Um, well, hey, guys. It's been a day. It's been a week. It's been There's a lot of weird news that have come out that we're going to talk about in a little bit. But before we get into all that sort of stuff, I just want to know, like, what have y'all guys been, like, been watching or playing or what have y'all been doing this week since we've been gone since the last week? Nat, I don't know, like, what you've been watching? Um, I actually have been watching a few pretty good stuff. Um, on Netflix, they added a movie called The Old Guard, which is based on a um, graphic novel or comic book series. And it was really awesome. I highly recommend anyone in the chat and you too. Have you guys watched it yet? It's I've heard a lot Guard. about it. I've heard a lot of really good it's stuff really about good. it. really good. I saw the trailer for it and it did seem pretty interesting, it's, uh, it's but I haven't so watched interesting. it yet. It's really good. Really great concept. You have these this team that's kind of like um, they're immortal and so you're kind of following them and there hasn't been one in a while and there's a new one and so they're trying to figure out why there's a new person and so um, it's your kind of thrown into this world but it's really good the action's really great and it's just a really interesting concept i feel like nowadays we've kind of seen a lot of like redos or just personally i haven't been really impressed with some of the uh movies coming out on netflix lately but this one was really really great acting was pretty good so 10 out of 10 how about you guys dan what about you man what you been watching or playing or what you've been doing besides work i know you work a lot <laughs> I, yeah i've been working a lot so i haven't really whole, had a whole lot of time to watch or play much um but i've been you know like i mentioned last week i've been watching hannibal you know i was binging it a whole lot at first um, but now that i'm on season three i'm kind of like you know doing it every other one episode every other day or so just to like enjoy it before it's over um and i play um I've been playing a lot of Dead by Daylight, actually. Really? Um, that's, yeah, that's a game that my good friend Mark, shout out to you, Mark, turned me on to. Um, it totally didn't seem like the type of game that I'd want to play, especially because it's already been out for a few years. I was just like, eh, seems a little weird, seems a little eh. But then I started playing it, and when you play with friends, it's actually a whole, whole lot of fun. Have, have you been doing the, And I really uh... do like how they uh, previously, What's that? Uh, I was, was going to ask if you've been doing the uh, the competitive season. I know there's like a competitive aspect to that game, but are you just like doing the? Oh like, no, on? definitely not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're just we're just having fun. But what I was going to say was I, I I like how they take a lot of characters and uh, ideas from pre-existing um, horror, uh, I guess media. Like you have Bill from Left for Dead in there. You have I can't think of the guy's name, but he comes out in um stranger things 
The Demogorgon is one of the killers that you can play as. Yeah, no, it's really it's really cool. Like Pyramid Head from Silent Hill just became a playable killer in the game. So moderate horror fan. I can appreciate that. That's awesome. Nice. That's really, really cool. I love horror, so I've yeah. never heard of those. So I hate horror, cool. so that's great. We need to have a horror <laughs> podcast. We need oh, to have a horror podcast, podcast now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. I've been going ham on some video games whenever I'm not doing homework or, you know, stuff with the podcast. I've been playing... Roblox? Uh, Roblox, yeah. Mostly Roblox. <laughs> a little bit of old, uh, old, uh, old school RuneScape. Uh, no, uh, I've been playing a lot of uh, Yakuza 0. I'm trying to 100% that game. Um it's so much fun and so crazy those games uh then also another game that's kind of like my relaxation game where at the end of the night if i'm just like i want to laugh or just want to have fun i'm playing a lot of south park stick of truth um i've beat that game yeah, like yeah. twice but this time i'm trying to 100 percent it so i'm like actually paying attention to like i know it sounds dumb to like pay attention to a south park game but like you're actually like okay i have to go find this collectible here if i go past this point i can't get that collectible but it's still just like a relaxing game at the end of the night and there's a ton of valorant also uh i play valorant just to make myself angry like why can't i be good at video games um but that's really really about it for me uh <laughs> i don't really watch a lot of things now not really nowadays uh i know nat's been telling me to watch the old guard so i might do that tonight actually while uh nice. I might do yeah i'll, I'll give you my report nat, for next time okay like, cool, cool, cool what what do i think some people in the chat said that it was good too yeah i saw so. kiddo granger she was like it's absolutely really great yeah. uh last so. name Lee said it was good too wish yeah. there was more action but okay so then i do need to check it out then okay so i'll, I'll probably watch it either tonight or tomorrow uh after i get back from austin but now that we're done with all that i want to <laughs> i want to introduce the chat to something brand new that we that we're going to be doing today um we're going to be starting our own little game show here on the Geek Day podcast. Uh, just because I'm competitive, I know I'm very competitive, <laughs> but I'm not playing today. Uh, I'm going to be the judge. You're so Vanna White, basically. I'm Vanna or, White. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Alex Tribeck and Vanna White in like one yes. person. Um, so, guys, I'd like to intro that, introduce you guys to Geek Day Civil War. So, what Geek Day Civil War is, it's basically a game show, it's a de debate game show. Every week, I'm going to give at least two topics. Uh, this week it's kind of like one but like split up into two where uh, the contestants are going to be your fellow Geek Day hosts and so basically uh, each person's going to have to give me their pitch and like why their idea is better uh, I'm going to give each person like 20 seconds to give their pitch and then tw the next person 20 seconds to give their pitch oh yeah it's going to be fast so you gotta, uh -huh. you gotta go like that and then I'm going to allow a 20 second rebuttal for each person also so that uh, actually I'm going to go ahead and flip a coin right here. I want you to call what it is. If you win, you get to choose if you go first or second. So okay. uh, go ahead. Uh, heads I'll or tails? Heads. Okay, Danny, you you win. Do you want to go first or second for the first Okay, one? cool. <laughs> I will let her go first because I'm a gentleman. Oh, okay. so, so nice. Thank you. So the first question for today, uh, chat and y'all, is... What is the best Spider-Man movie? This doesn't have to be MCU. It can be literally anything. Nat and Dan have both sent me both of their answers. So uh, they're not the same. And I'm very excited. <laughs> so let me get this timer out real quick. And, wow, uh, I was worried. I was a little worried that nah. they might be the same. I mean, if he was right, they would be the same. But uh... <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, they're, they're okay. Both, 
<laughs> they're both very good choices. So, all right. Okay. Nat, in three, two, one, go. Okay, so I believe, and I'm pretty much sure that majority of other people should agree that the best Spider-Man movie is going to be Into the Spider-Verse. It has so much heart, and they really are just able to kind of bring Miles to life, and they, it's heartwarming, it's dark at some times, it's funny, and it's just plain enjoyable. And most the thing that really like brings it to life is the art style and the animation and it just makes it really special where they're able to kind of time um no <laughs> i give you th- i give you 30 seconds i think 20 seconds is a little okay, too much okay. so okay, 30 yeah. seconds that's what it is so into the Thank spider verse i get 40 then right no you're also going to get 30 so good luck oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's go so nat's into the spider verse uh, i like your idea dan all right ready three two one 30 seconds starting now all right Spider-Man Homecoming. Now, it was his homecoming back into Marvel. It was taking a leave from Sony back with Marvel, back where he belongs. They built it off of the story that they created with uh, the first Avengers movie using the alien technology in New York. Michael Keaton as the Vulture. How awesome is that? The twist when you find out he's the dad blew everybody's minds the technology the relationship between tony and um peter Time. parker is just okay that's all so I got. it's short it's short, it's right? short. It's short. so now i'm gonna give you guys uh nat you're gonna get 30 second rebuttal why is yours better than uh homecoming all right ready okay. three two one go Okay, so I know you mentioned Michael Keaton, but also Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse has lots of really great actors. You have um, Haley Steinfeld as Gwen Stacy. You have Nicolas Cage as Spider-Man Noir. You have Chris Pines as Peter B. Parker. John Mulaney even comes out in this. And each of these characters are able to kind of transform the movie throughout their different scenes. You have, you know, serious characters, you have funny characters, and it's really just a lot us to show a variety of what Spider-Man has. (laughs) See, so that's a lot faster, huh? It's a lot faster. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I thought it added a little extra more competitive edge to it. So, all right, Dan, you get 30 seconds. Why is Homecoming better than Spider-Verse? Go. All right, I just want to point out, I love Spider-Verse, so I don't want to trash on it too hard, but one thing that I did not like about Spider-Verse is I felt like there were too many characters, and they only focused on, you know, Spider-Man and Miles. And while that's totally the point of the movie, I get it, they could have done so much more with Spider-Man Noir, all the alternate universe spider Spider-Men and woman Um and the villain was just really lackluster, and I feel like it, he was not as compelling as Michael Keaton Done. as the Vulture. All right. So you guys both have your arguments here. I'm going to go ahead and read the chat and see what chat thinks before yeah. I give my verdict, because I think I, I have my verdict. I'm, I'm putting away all my bias. For, I love <laughs> – these are both, like, one and two of my favorite Spider-Man movies. So it's very, very I difficult. I'll have to yeah. agree. I do, I do think that Spider-Man: Homecoming is pretty good. When, when I got my, when I got both of y'all's answers, I was like, ooh, this is gonna be really good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Kiddo Granger says he has super good. Uh, Jazz Jaw says not Andrew Garfield. So I'm glad both people did not <laughs> choose uh, any of the, the amazing Spider-Man movies. Uh, Kiddo Granger also says Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, Zach <laughs> says gotta agree, it is awesome. Natalie knows what's up. Uh, let's see. Zach also says homecoming is a my close back. second. Thank you. Yeah, your brother has your back. Oh <laughs> man, this is really, this is really. 
Nick even says Spider Verse, but I think he's got he's also got some little edge there too. So. <laughs> the chat's <laughs> heavily favored towards Natalie. Um, <laughs> all right, it's all so right. Against the new guy, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I got I gotta base it off y'all's arguments because if it was gonna be my preference, I would definitely like if my favorite movie, I would definitely go um, Spider Verse. So, because I love Spider Verse, I haven't given my, my full verdict yet. So, calm down. okay, chill, well, chill, chill, chill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also like the the whole Michael Keaton thing. I like I like Dan's idea where he talks about that there's too many Spider People, which I really never thought about until it kind of brought up right now. Um, oh man, um, I, I feel think like I'm we're like on American Idol or something. I think I'm gonna have to go with Into the Spider Verse. Um, I do I do think that the, the story of Miles Morales is really, really cool. I think Nat really touched on that really well. Uh, but I do agree with Dan that there are way too many smarter people. But I think that there's just... Uh, there's just I think there's just enough of Peter B. Parker and, and Miles Morales. Uh, let's yeah. see. <laughs> Jazz Jaws says Heath Ledger was the best Spider-Man. <laughs> My man. My man. My man. All right. So round one goes to Nat. Nat gets one point. We're going to be continuing these points for forever. So actually, let me write this down because I will forget. Yeah. Or uh, chat also remember. Chat also hold us right. accountable. So Nat. Is so it's kind of like whose line is in anyways, where it's like the points don't matter because it's never going to end, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so y'all guys, chat, are y'all guys ready for the second question? Because it's kind of in the same vein. Uh, it's because we talked about Spider-Man a lot last, uh, a lot last, uh, podcast i was gonna say last weekend but last podcast uh i just made the both questions uh spider-man related so this one is going to be what is the worst spider-man movie and again both of y'all had spicy takes and i was very excited <laughs> to have to read both of them um so uh should dan go first because yeah, i went first Nat last went time. first last time so dan's gonna go first this wow. time dan 30 seconds starting now the Amazing Spider-Man Two. That's all I gotta say. Really, that's it. You got you got yeah. twenty two more seconds. <laughs> that's, <it>. that's fine. <laughs> that's it. Just Amazing Spider-Man Two. Amazing Spider-Man Two. Not amazing. There. That's oh, my. Okay. Idea. Oh wow. Okay. Not amazing. So let me go ahead and. You sure you want to relinquish the rest of your time? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, he wants to relinquish the rest of his time. Easy peasy. Even Jazz Jaws yeah. says Andrew Garfield throw up. Emoji. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jazz Jaws. You're my man in the chat tonight. <laughs> All right, or a woman, I don't wanna. <laughs> All right, Nat, are you ready? All right, Three, I think so. Two, one, go. The worst one is Venom, and I have to say that when I saw this movie, I was extremely disappointed. It seemed like it was just this weird, bad trip with just humor that did not hit. You had Tom Hardy really trying to bring in the humor, and then you had, oh gosh, I can't remember her name right now, but the female protagonist, um, just super serious, and it just did not mesh well together. The action was lackluster, very messy. You could hardly tell Stop. the... <laughs> so we have amazing Spider-Man. You know, I didn't too. even I didn't even consider Venom. I completely forgot that was a movie. Yeah, wow, <laughs> from your memory. Face, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I saw your face immediately. You're like, oh man. Like, oh, yeah, she won. <laughs> <laughs> Kiddo Granger says, "What? No, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy was great. That's the debate." Kiddo Granger, you had my back earlier. But... <laughs> All right, um, Dan. 30 second rebuttal why is uh amazing spider-man 2 worse than venom 
None of the villains had the same kind of essence that their comic book counterparts hold, and I feel like that's very important. Yeah, you can deviate from, you know, deviate here and there, make it make it uh, something unique for the movies, but if you deviate too far, it just loses that touch, and that's what happened in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Same thing with Spider-Man. He, he, that was not Spider-Man. That was some skateboarder kid, wannabe cool guy, who had no attributes of Peter Parker whatsoever. Stop. Oh God, I hate Amazing Spider-Man too. Anyways, okay. Thank you, thank uh, you. I really, I really, I really, really, really hate Amazing Spider-Man too. Uh, but Nat, why yes. is Venom worse than Amazing Spider-Man two? Three, okay. two, one, go. So as I was saying, the action itself was just really bad and they just had these really strange graphics that just did not complement the movie at all. In addition, Venom himself is really this kind of moody, sinister, dark, grungy character. And I feel like there was moments in the movie where they really shined away from that scarier aspect of Venom, which I feel really makes him who he is and i did not like that at all i felt like we were seeing a version of venom and not the full uh, extent oh god man y'all are really doing it to me <laughs> y'all are both like i'm really i'm really impressed that i'm giving y'all 30 seconds i didn't even tell y'all guys i was gonna give you 30 seconds before the show no, uh, no you didn't <laughs> hey it's okay y'all just keep surprising me uh next week for whenever whoever wants to i'll do the questions next week um man oh god because I really didn't like either of these movies. I enjoyed one of these movies better than the other. Oh, I was I, I was really proud that neither of y'all said Spider-Man 3. Because that movie is ten times better than both of these movies combined. <laughs> um, I, I actually really like Spider-Man 3. Even though it's a dumpster fire. Um, oh, God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God, 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 God. I, what really sold me on Nat's thing. It's not my final judgment. Uh was that she couldn't even remember the 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 woman's name i can't yeah. i don't remember i don't remember what her name is <laughs> uh, I, I remember two things about that movie i remember uh venom saying pussy because tom harden did not want to jump off um the the building uh and i, I laughed at that really hard and then i remember the very end where venom bites some dude's head off but they cut it off because they want to be rated r um, I remember everything about Amazing Spider-Man 2 just because it was just painful. Um, but did it make you smile or laugh? It did not. You know okay. what? I, I think that I think it sells it. Dan Dan gets Dan gets the worst. <laughs> yeah. So it's, right. it's one to one. So this is what we're gonna do. Uh, for uh, we're gonna do it on social media every time we do this. You're gonna see it on our, our Twitter page. Uh, we're gonna have both of these things. Uh, both uh, both of the answers for this Geek Day Civil War on our Twitter. So if you guys want to get involved and see who's going to get the extra bonus point to win basically this, go to our uh, Twitter. It's going to be down below at Geek Day Podcast. And we're going to have saying, I think we should do which is the worst Spider-Man movie. Uh, because I think it's going to be way too heavily forward towards Into the Spider-Verse for best one. Um, oh, yeah. Best yeah, Spider-Verse <laughs> is definitely the, the better. I, I, um, but yeah, so we're going to do the worst one. So uh, yeah, go ahead and vote. And whoever wins that, we'll give it a week. Uh, and then we'll just say, okay, that person wins that week. Uh, and then next week, we're going to have someone else. I don't know which one of these two lovely people would want to uh, throw the question. But yeah, so it's the tie for this. If you always want to break the tie, go to our Twitter. But thank you guys so Yo, much, you guys. Know, 
you know I'm gonna pay people to, to oh, vote in my favor. Just match that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead and give I don't people, have to pay people. People will just vote. Oh. Uh, I don't. A lot of people really like Venom. Actually, Venom is actually. I, I'm yeah. in the chat that people are saying Tom Hardy was great, uh, but so was Andrew Garfield. Um, Amazing Spider-Man was worse. So Amazing I don't Spider-Man know. We'll see. Is absolutely worse. But thank you guys for uh, enjoy enjoying this thing. We're this brand new thing that we're trying to do. Uh, I think we were going to do this very more often, and we might change the rules just a little bit more to. Yeah, you know, I don't want to make people sweat too much, you know. But, so <laughs> let's go ahead and get into the news for the show. We are still a, a, a partial news show. So the first thing that yeah. we're going to talk about this week is more stuff has come out of Ubisoft. Last week we talked about Ubisoft Forward and they tweeted out something saying that they couldn't talk about what was, specifically what was going on. But all the news dropped this past week and boy is it terrible. Um, I'm actually going to read... A majority of this stuff uh, because I want to talk about how absolutely messed up this is and I think everyone in this uh, this podcast agrees with how terrible yeah. this is Definitely. so this comes from Stephen T. Wright from Bloomberg Tech uh, which is the subsidiary of Bloomberg that focuses on video games and all that sort of stuff so he says over the past month Ubisoft has been embroiled in one of the largest scandals in industry history with more than a dozen ex-employees alleging in the video game publishers is a haven of misogyny and sexual harassment. One of the most upsetting anecdotes comes early in the piece. Excuse me. In the company in the company's Paris headquarters during a presentation of an important game led by a woman who was out of the room at the time, chief creative officer Sergey Has I don't know how to say that. Sergey Hasko, something like that. Uh, pulled up a YouTube video of a French song that describes sexually explicit acts with a woman with the same name as the presenter, pausing it when she comes back into the room. A racist anecdote from the publisher's Bulgarian office describes multiple staff members calling the black Star Wars actor John Boyega a monkey. This culture of sexism seeped into the publisher's games. The report focuses on how it affects the Assassin's Creed franchise, starting that scripts were changed in development to focus on male characters particularly in Syndicate and or Origins. According to the piece, Syndicate was supposed to feature the twins Jacob and Evie equally, though Jacob ultimately ended up with more screen time. Origins' male hero, Bayek, was set to be injured or killed early in the, in the game, and the player would assume control over his wife, Aya, but that changed over to development. Uh, the latest game in the series, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, originally only allowed players to console Cassandra, a woman. However, when the members of the publisher's male-dominated editorial team said that a female protagonist wouldn't sell, players were ultimately given the choice by Cassandra or her brother Alexios. Um, and then, so that's that's the article. Uh, but as I was going more in depth with this, because I really wanted to get basically all the bread and butter of the story, uh, I found actually a former writer of Assassin's Creed. Uh, her name is Jill Murray. Uh, she tweeted out, The gentleman from editorial said that the protagonist must be a straight, white, alpha male, and underlined it in the red marker, stamping a foot for emphasis. I was demoted over this issue and, and quit. I trust this cannot be interpreted as a disparaging uh, since the studio was so proud of it. Oh, God. Um, that is so this frustrating. This is a dumpster fire. Yeah. Uh, Nat, uh, you take it away, because I know like you were, you were like, when we were, before we started this, you were so heated. So I would like to know yes. what you think. Oh, yeah. I just, the, what you were describing with, you know, like the video, the playing the YouTube video and then, you know, how they treated this awesome, like amazing actor. 
um, John Boyega, I it just blows my mind how cruel and low and ugly people can be. And like you said, like it seeps into these the publishers' games, and we see this. You know, it's not something new that we're not seeing like you know just in video games but if you look anywhere like movies tv shows you know the white male lead isn't anything new there's and no matter how diverse the show is there's always going to be that um a lead character you know that will be this heterosexual caucasian male and so i just think that it's limiting what the potential that these movies and tv shows and media can have by really trying to kind of change um, that demographic into making sure that it's one that kind of portrays whoever's consuming the media, I think that is so important because nowadays video games are not just played by, you know, like guys, or I'm not saying that they were played by just guys earlier, but you know, um, the audience today is so diverse and I think that they deserve to have this you know representation and reaffirmation that they get from the media that they're consuming and just the importance of diversity um, you know it can educate against these prejudices no stuff like that like play the YouTube video and the name calling and um, crude interactions and all this stuff can be avoided because you're seeing these characters in in these um, games, movies, TV shows, and it allows it to kind of create this um, familiar environment that really kind of allows these groups to be seen and learn how to interact with one another. And so I just think that when companies, you know, have this option to have, you know, a female protagonist and knowingly, you know, kind of shove it to the side and just focus on this um, male lead, I think that it really limits the storytelling and it really does a disadvantage to the people who are, you know, playing the game and they're losing out on these enormous opportunities to kind of tell these stories that haven't been touched upon before. So. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Dan, what about you, man? What do you, what do you think about all this? <clears throat> I mean, you just got to really think like, this is just game developers. Imagine other institutions like yeah. that have greater impact on our lives than than just the media stuff like this that comes to light always really aggravates me because how can stuff like that still persist in the year 2020 you know you feel like we've moved so far past these very like just terrible prejudices that have no base basis for anything you know it's especially in something in media where it's meant for escapism you know you watch movies you read books to escape from the real world you know and if you're trying to escape from the real world and the perspective that you're forced into is that of somebody that you're not or somebody that you can't really relate with based on you know somebody's idea that this protagonist in the media that you're consuming is better and that's what you have to follow because they say so you can't really relate to that and you can't really enjoy it as much as if you know you had that option to uh, that option for diversity and there are a lot of games that i've seen that are implementing a lot more diversity like um 
the most recent Pokemon game that came out, Sword and Shield, widely hated. Won't go, won't go into that, but they definitely in, included a whole lot more in terms of being able to customize your own character how you feel they should be customized. Because even if you choose a male character, there are a lot of feminine options if you feel like that represents you. And I thought that was super awesome for you know a kids game, essentially a kids game, to to include these kinds of things and to see that big budget companies like Ubisoft are still have this closed mindset. You know, I I don't know. It's just it's upsetting. It's aggravating. Like I said. Yeah, absolutely. I I know. Like I would say, Ubisoft makes some of my favorite video games, and it is complete. It. it breaks my heart to know that this is happening behind the scenes um anytime that i hear this sort of stuff it's just i'm so frustrated because it's just like 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 you know both of y'all guys say like i thought we were past this you know like i just um i don't understand why it's why it's so anti-female like what is like what is some of the best stories are can be told from a woman's perspective or are told from a woman's perspective like just recently the last of us 2 i'm not going to spoil anything for people that haven't played, finished it yet but both of the protagonists in that that game are female and it is some of the most heart-wrenching some of the the best story that i absolutely love when it comes to the assassin's creed franchise i played all these games that they've talked about syndicate uh origins uh and uh, assassin's creed uh assassin's creed, <laughs> and uh what's it called and uh odyssey I played all of those games and every time I was like, man, it sucks. Like, it's really weird that they like, you know, they put the female in there, but they don't get that much attention. Like, they kind of like hint, oh, you're going to play as them for, uh, for Odyssey, for Origins, you play one, you play like two or three missions as Aya uh, near the very end of the game. Uh, and I honestly, that's some of the best storytelling that I enjoyed uh, when you played as Eevee in Syndicate. I loved Evie, like she, because both of the characters were kind of focused on basic different aspects of the assassin. While Jacob was more brutalist, I'm gonna be more face to face and beat you up. Evie was very sneaky, so anytime that I had the like I had the choice to play Evie, I would play Evie because that's how I play, and she like her character was great. When it comes to or uh, uh, Odyssey, you can definitely tell that this game was built for Cassandra because. Um, Everyone, as soon as the game came out, they're like, no one plays as, Ale as Alexios. Alexi Alexios sucks. His voice actor is not the best. I'm sorry for the voice actor. It's not the best. It seemed like it was rushed. Like, his voice acting was literally just, like, very gruff and brutal. Like, nothing that wasn't... But when you play as Cassandra, she's so... She's tough, but she also has a like, pure heart. And, like, you can tell, like, she doesn't want to go down this path. And it just sucks that someone, like, has to quit their job. Like, Jill, Jill Murray... Uh, she quits her job because she got demoted um because she was like no that's dumb this is dumb um i'm glad that these people are out of out of their uh their perspective offices and stuff like that uh, i'm hoping that ubisoft decides to i think after valhalla because valhalla also does the the partial um uh, it's like you can either play ivor who's that's the main character's name as a male or female and you can go between like the sexes during the gameplay i hope mm -hmm. the next one they decide to have just one character and they just stick to it uh because it's 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 one it's confusing what's canon nowadays like what is, what is this canon like you can't just yeah. you know uh and two it just 
sucks like just have like just man up and have a video game with a woman like it's not gonna hurt, it's not gonna hurt you you're you're not you're not a, a woman for playing a video game you're, no one's gonna be like oh you play the girl you're well no and if they are screw them like that's just dumb um mm-hmm. but that, that's that's my two cents i don't know if anyone else has anything else to say about this if you want to get off we can go into a little more lighter stuff but i really just wanted to talk about this so much to bring it to light yeah yeah yeah, I think we all kind of cover it. Hey, man, I like my women strong. Every time I start up a Dark Souls account, I uh, I choose the female character and I have them kick ass. You know what I'm saying? Hell yes. <clears throat> Hell yes. Uh, honestly, I, I play mostly as women too. Uh, it's just, it's more fun. I don't know. It's just like, it's more fun <laughs> to see. I would rather like see a badass woman like just kick ass than just like the stereotypical oh, yeah. like big dude, you know, like another Nathan Drake or, you know, like who who really cares, you know? Yeah. Anyways, let's move on for all this, and let's talk about some money moves that's happening. So, uh, Logic, the famous rapper that Nat did not know about. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that there was probably going to be mentioned in in here. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> uh, uh, he's a rap superstar, most notably known for his 1-800 suicide prevention song, has announced his retirement from the rap game, uh, dropping his last... Uh, his last album called no pressure and that he's going to uh, it's actually gonna be released tomorrow so if y'all guys want to listen to it it's probably at midnight they'll probably drop definitely check it out uh but uh he is now signing a deal with twitch to stream exclusively for seven figures like that is absolutely crazy to me like that this person just like can we stream for uh seven figures can we do a podcast yeah, for seven can we, figures? Can that'd be nice twitch, twitch please message me individually or go to the yeah, weekday we'll podcast and just message us nat will nat, nat will take care of all the paperwork uh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for seven figures i will yeah yeah <laughs> nat will get two of those figures uh um dude that is absolutely crazy like um my thing is like is it a substitute for Dr. Disrespect because I don't know if you guys know what's happening with Dr. Disrespect or not. If you're aware, I of that. did not. I did not know. Is he officially off of Twitch? I know that he's it had officially been a little... banned from Twitch. Boom, boom. Yeah. But so basically, when, when did this happen? This happened about two weeks ago. He was on stream when he found out that. Well, it's it's mm-hmm. like speculation. He got. Mm-hmm. It looks like he gets a text message saying like some really bad news, and you can obviously see it in his face. And for like the next 10, 15 minutes, he was just thanking his chat and was just saying, thank you guys for being here. I got some really weird news. Uh, and like, he was just being super weird until he finally ended the stream. And then finally, like his just channel was just like completely messed up. And so people have been speculating, like what is what has been going on? Uh, so finally he announced that he's going to be moving from Twitch to YouTube. Uh, so, uh, and then he's also gonna be uh, streaming on his own website. Uh, he so he wants to bring all those people just directly towards him. <sighs> he that whole situation is weird because, you know, he isn't the mm, the most pure of individuals. Uh, you yeah. know, he's been shrouded in controversy since you know he admitted cheating on his wife and uh, got banned for taking his Twitch chat into a men's restroom and stuff like that. Um, but he also does really nice things to where he did a fundraiser for Black Lives Matter and told people if they weren't for it to get out of his chat. So, like, that's where mm-hmm. I'm kind of conflicted about that. 
um so like my whole thing is so is logic kind of like compensation for dr disrespect do you think like that would bring in the same audience um i don't know honestly i mean i whenever it comes to you know like singers or celebrities or just like famous people going into these i like to think of them kind of like people platforms you know like twitch and youtube and stuff like that where it was just you know like regular people who kind of like started off and then just kind of grew from there um i always feel like i'm 50 50 on the issue when it comes to welcoming in these famous people you know that already have these huge backgrounds and have lots of money and success and coming into these things i feel like it would bring more people to it but also i just feel bad for all the you know people that stream video games that grind that work daily that and are working and working their butts off to kind of get to where they are today rather as opposed to just welcoming in this person that well not just this person but you know welcoming in logic with you know oh here's seven figures come on come come join us on twitch so i don't know i'm like mm. yeah dan what about I you i say that but i don't know <laughs> no i i i totally agree um you know i don't know a single thing about logic that's not my type of music but um just the meshing the the the, the interconnected forms of media with something like this just seems very ingenuine. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you know, he wouldn't be streaming because he wants to stream because he enjoys the interaction with his, his chat or maybe even the games that he's playing. It's for the fact that they offered him seven figures, you know? And I feel like, well, you, you know when you get big you do it to make money you know obviously you're trying to make money from like i'm talking about streamers um that just it, i don't know it seems dirty it seems gross it seems ingenuine and i my myself as an unbiased person would probably not want to watch a streamer who i knew was doing this solely because he was paid a lot of money mm. you know and because what if he doesn't have a good uh you know like personality or you know he can't keep the chat engaged and he doesn't know how to hold a conversation with the chat and keep things interesting you know yeah. what's what's the point of watching then yeah we got a couple exactly. of people in the chat so uh, baby bubble says unpopular opinion logic is overrated and doesn't deserve the hype he gets because he isn't the best person ranger Next. blue says logic is for the music market uh and then uh baby bubbles also brings up a very interesting point uh, literally, Brandon Yuri of Panic at the Disco streams not for the money. All of it goes to his uh, to his highest hopes foundation. So, that's awesome. You know, I know a that bunch of awesome. I know a bunch of like uh, stars that do stream on Twitch, but they like Jordan Fisher, uh, who you know he does Broadway. He's been on some uh, Disney Channel he's stuff. So good. He's so yeah. like he's amazing, and he streams and all this money. Like he just he doesn't like keep all of it. He keeps some of it, but he doesn't keep all of it. You know, he does mostly for foundations and stuff like that. Um, if Logic was doing that, I completely understand. But kind of like Nat said, you know, the people that are grinding day in and day out, they're like, please get me partner. Please get like, like, uh, like us. We're grinding to get affiliate right now. Oh, yeah. Um, we're, definitely, we're trying to, to, to get affiliate. But, you know, it's like people that, that grind and we're like, we have this passion to like do to do this. Um, like, we're just kind of getting like, oh, hey, what about us? You know, like, that's 
people that are just getting the easy route and you know unfortunately that's how it happens at some point yeah logic has enough money um i just think that if because it's been really weird these like you know we've had streaming wars kind of like you know peacock and hbo max and all that sort of stuff but now we're having like actual streaming wars between streaming platforms like facebook rest in peace mixer you know um twitch and then youtube you know uh so i guess that's why they're like hey don't go stream anywhere else like stream exclusively with twitch we'll give you seven figures but that's i personally i don't think he's worth the seven figures um i know i know logic himself he's a very funny dude uh but i i just i kind of that sucks but like yeah. my thing is if we could get someone if you could get someone to stream like on twitch and like get paid for it who would you guys want to see stream like who would you, who would you like do you have any like superstars just like oh man i would love to see them stream personally it would never happen in a million years but i would love to see danny devito do a let's play a long <laughs> let's play hilarious <laughs> so good like i know like, Bernie sanders like did some streaming also oh, it was really, really oh yeah that's right he did <laughs> <laughs> i remember that going around yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I'm um, trying to think, too. I don't know. I, I really can't think of, like, a person. I don't know. I would say David Diggs. I would love David Diggs from, like... Uh, it's a good one. Yeah, he's, like, super funny, super compassionate dude. I would love to see him, like, as, like, a streamer. Yeah. Like, as, like, doing, like, music, because they have, like, the music genre on uh, Twitch. And then also, like, he's just funny. He's, like, just a funny dude, if you ever listen to any interviews or anything like that with him. I think I would probably want um, Brie Larson to do a charity stream. I think she has a big platform. I feel like she would be able to bring in a lot of people. She just started a YouTube channel. Yeah, That's that. what I was saying. You know, I was like iffy on like celebrities, uh -huh. because, but she's not getting paid. You know, she just started. She had like only like 40,000 subscribers, I think, like. Uh, the last time I checked, which mm -hmm. is probably because nobody knows she's on there, but yeah. um, she plays Animal Crossing, which I also play Animal Crossing. <laughs> and so I would nice. love to see if she were to kind of show off her island. I feel like she could do a charity stream. We could all have a good time. It'd be really great. I had no idea she started a YouTube channel. That's she awesome. Yeah. She like announced yeah. it really interesting. She's like, I have an announcement the next, like tomorrow. <laughs> and then like the next day, she's like, like it's like a like one of like the, the intro sh uh, videos that like most streamers have where it's like it has like the music and like it shows like little clips of her doing stuff it's really cool it's very <laughs> yeah. very cool cool i gotta uh, check that out then yeah definitely yes. i would definitely yeah ch definitely check it out so uh <clears throat> let's go on to something a little bit more spicier i know me and Nat have very interesting opinions about this next story Ooh. Um, the legend of cora is coming to netflix Couple, like a month ago we got avatar the last airbender we got the movie and we're like oh everyone's kind of like oh is legend of korra gonna be coming they announced it that a legend of korra is gonna be starting to stream on august 14th and the fan base is divided immediately like even netflix like like people like people have been going to ham in the comments even netflix responded in a tweet and i thought it was hilarious they said it's almost as if Aang and Korra are completely different characters with completely different struggles and completely different issues to over overcome their lives and personality complex uh, complexes and stories. Uh, are we fans of Korra? Like, uh, are y'all like? I know Dan hasn't really seen Korra. He start he said he started it when like it first came around, 
like are we excited are like yeah (laughs) like are we fans of Korra personally I'm not the biggest fan of Korra um (laughs) I've saw the I've saw all the seasons (laughs) I I binged them all uh first season is super good second season sucks uh and then the third season is really good and the fourth season is eh, what's called uh baby bubble says you have to think of Korra as a new show not a follow-up to Avatar but the thing is if you like if it has the avatar name I just left, uh if it has the avatar oh, yes. name like it's let's, let's interject and say hi everybody this is my cat dracula hi dracula very curious chat's hi, gonna dracula. get some hi, hi draculas please um yeah get hi dracula in the chat please <laughs> hey, hey when we get affiliate we can make a dracula emote how's that sound yes yes oh hell yeah let's do it <laughs> um i said yeah i mean like it's uh, it's super interesting. I'm going to rewatch it. I, I will watch it. Um, cause I, I recently just redid my uh, Avatar rewatch. But uh, Dan, being yeah, someone so- that hasn't really had very much like you've seen like the the, the divisiveness, divisive, div- yeah, sure, whatever. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> how divided the fan division is. between the division. There we go. That's the word. I'm. I hate my mouth. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> like what. What, are you like or is this motivating you to like make you actually want to watch it or well so unlike most people our age i was never super hardcore into avatar last airbender i watched it i watched most of it actually um just you know when it showed up on nicktoons and stuff like that um and i liked it a lot you know it's really interesting i love the art style i love how it's both western and um eastern at the same time the story is great the characters are compelling the voice acting is fantastic it's it's just all so good and i remember when they announced legend of korra i was shoot what was it was like maybe like 13 or something like that Came out and so 2012 okay maybe not maybe i was like 15 but <laughs> either way i i watched the, the first couple of episodes and i thought it was cool that it was a sequel to last airbender but nothing else really kind of grabbed at me. Like, Korra didn't grab at me. The new world, the new stuff that they tried to introduce didn't really, like, pop out. And it, it, nothing just really excited me all that much, like Avatar. Like, I sat through an episode of, of Avatar when I first started watching it, and I was like, whoa, that was interesting. I want to know what happens next. Um, didn't feel the same way with Korra. I think maybe this time around now, now knowing that the fan base is so divided, I may take the time to watch Korra all the way through to see exactly why people feel so divided and come up with my own conclusions and then maybe eventually reveal my opinions on the podcast. So, yeah. Nat, what about you? Okay. You know, when this Legend of Korra was going to come out, I was so excited me and my siblings had watched all of avatar the last airbender we would wake up um even early in the mornings on the weekends you know when they would show those like reruns on saturday morning we would wake up or even during the week too before we went to school we would wake up early we just fell completely in love with the series and the world that was you know avatar the last airbender and so when core came along i was really excited um And then I watched it, and, you know, the first season, like you said, Robert, was, you know, pretty good. It wasn't 
I know someone in the chat said to like you should watch it as like a new show and not compare it and all that stuff but it's really hard not to do that when you know you see these connections between the two different shows it's like a continuation and yes it's a new story but I just think that they did it didn't hit the mark for me I am um, season two was just like garbage i want to say it was it, was, it, was, so it was not good it was so bad and i feel like it was just completely like tarnished this perfect world that like i had in my head um it just wasn't good and it was a continuation that i just didn't feel reached its ever reached its full extent i felt like it was constantly you know kind of almost they would give us little bits and pieces that I was like oh I like this I like that but then it would just not go anywhere and there were the first season you know with um I, I believe it's Amon right or Amun, something, yeah, like that. something like that yeah. um what's uh his like premise you know when I heard the premise of the first season you know seeing the conflict between you know non-benders and benders I was like oh I've never thought about that that's interesting that's such an interesting take on you know what exactly would happen in this world and then, um, you know, they did a pretty good job. I feel like it could have been done a little better. And I was like, okay. And then the second season came along and I was like, yeah, no, I just don't like this. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if I finished the series. I think I got to season three and there's four seasons, I believe, there's right? There's four seasons, yes. Yeah, I don't think I've ever watched the, the last season or maybe I've seen pieces of it. If, maybe I watched it and I just blocked it out of my memory. <laughs> but I I was just disappointed. I, you know, there's a few gems in there. There's, you know, these new characters. Um, uh, I, you know. I love the new like, characters. That's yeah, but I don't know. I just think that Korra herself um, wasn't strong enough for me to be able to kind of carry the show on the their back i just feel like it didn't have enough depth and heart that the um you know i i hate to compare it to avatar the last airbender but there was so much heart and character building and these complex arcs and all these different stories and i just feel like the um legend of korra kind of lacked in that part absolutely yeah i mean i just think it's completely insane that they change a lot of the actual avatar like story where they change yes, how like yeah. benders bend like they talk about in like the last airbender oh airbenders learned how to bend from air bison earthbenders learned how to bend from badger moles and waterbenders yeah. from the moon and they completely change it in in season two of um legend of korra they're like oh no that's not how it happened i mean like kind of but not really um and then you know i don't want to spoil anything we're not going to talk about major spoilers people haven't seen it yet but you know the the major thing that happens in season two, but the one thing that I will say that I really like about Legend of Korra is that each one of her villains is awesome. I will say that her villains are really really good. Amun is a fantastic villain. Uh, season two, the guy it was two villains. Um, the, he's yeah. pretty good. Uh, season three, you know Korra is so completely distraught from season two uh, that you know like she's in a completely different mindset. And then season four, that villain's interesting because there's a weird conflict with, like, the Earth Kingdom and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But, I, like I said, I will rewatch it because, you know, my memory is very fuzzy. And maybe I'll feel a little bit better towards the idea of, like, what, you know, what the, sh what the show is. I'll probably give it more of a benefit of a doubt than what I was, like, maybe four years ago when I watched it. Yeah. Um, 
Biasi. Uh, Kiddo Granger says, that's true about heart. Avatar The Last Airbender was about strong friendships while uh, The Legend of Korra tended to focus on romantic relationships. I agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Uh, there's a very interesting r- romantic triangle that changes yeah. in season four. Uh, and you're kind of like, ooh. I mean, like, it's cool, but at the same time, you're like, ooh, I don't. They, they kind of jumped yeah. the shark on that one. Like, it would have been cool to see the build up to the whole change in the romantic relationship but it was just like oh hey but um anyways uh we're going a, a little long today so uh yeah i don't know if you want to no problem that yeah, ain't no problem, problem. Y'all, y'all, guys, y'all guys got time because i mean we can keep going i, I got know. time all right cool yes. got time so this next one me and dan are gonna nerd out hard oh let's do it let's do it rob so it is being rumored uh, that Donald Glover will be returning as Lando Calrissian for his own Disney Plus show. So Kessel Run Transmissions, which is a Star Wars podcast, uh, has broken the new who broke the news about the Bad Batch series. Like they're the ones that like leaked it. Uh, they said in their mm-hmm. podcast that Donald Glover is in talks with Disney Plus to return as Lando Calrissian for his own Disney Plus show. Uh, Dan, are you excited about this? Like, do you think we really need a Lando Calrissian show, especially with like Donald Glover, or like like what do you, what's your idea about that? Do we need a show with uh, Donald Glover as Lando? No, absolutely not. But do you need dessert when you go to a restaurant? No, absolutely <laughs> not. It's just a sweet, sweet thing that you want to indulge in. You know, Solo gets a lot of, you know, kind of like Legend of Korra. It's divisive. You, you love it, you hate it. I personally I like it. it. I, I like Solo a whole lot. I really don't understand. Okay, how Han Solo got his name... That's pretty weird. Yeah. That's pretty weird. I don't appreciate that. Everything else about the movie, I really did enjoy. I thought it was a great time. Every time I watch it, I have a great time. You know, Woody Harrelson in a Star Wars movie? Come on. God, dude. He was so good. That's awesome. Um, And of course, Donald Glover as Lando. Like, that, that was just so perfect. As soon as I heard that he was being cast as Lando for a solo, I thought, this guy's got it. He's he, like he's gonna do such a fantastic job as Lando. He's gonna capture that same charisma as um, uh, Billy D. Williams mm-hmm. in uh, Empire Strikes Back. He's gonna capture. He's gonna do it great. And sure enough, he did. Um, and while this is definitely news to me, uh, I just found out about it like right before we started filming. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's a very, uh, in Palpatine's words, a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. <laughs> uh, I think it's I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be really awesome. I really wanted to see more of his Lando, and I wasn't sure if we were going to get that um, because of the divisiveness of the movie. I didn't think they were going to explore that era of Star Wars a little bit more, kind of around the gangsters and, and syndicates and all that stuff. But knowing that we're going to get him more of him as Lando. I think that's going to be really cool. And I think he's just going to, he's going to have a great time doing it because you could tell he was having a great time, just kind oh, of yeah. overreacting mm. kind of like how Lando does. I'm going to say something a little controversial. I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed solo. I really did. I really liked solo. I wasn't the biggest fan of Donald Glover's Lando Calrissian. Really? Um, I think he was every time that he kind of like, so when he was like Billy Dean Williams esque, he was really good. But kind of like when you said like he's a little, he's being over dramatic. I didn't yeah. see Lando. I saw uh, Troy from Community, where like you know like uh... Tro- like Troy was Troy's very like 
uh, over dramatic and like more he's like oh my god like you know he has like those vocal fries and uh, phrase and stuff like that and I was like oh god that's Troy that's not that's not Lando um, <laughs> and sometimes I think he was a little too charismatic but uh, mm-hmm. like he like he, he tried to be the more charismatic sort of thing and you know like like at the end of the day it works i love like he has a whole like cape collection in his uh in the millennium falcon and stuff like that at the end of the day he's good but i don't think he was the best kind of like alden ehrenreich you know he was good but i think there could have probably been a better han solo um that's why like when i do rate uh what's called solo my star wars movies i'll put it like mid-tier like i'll put it above rise of skywalker you know like it's it's a good movie, but it's like, eh. So, like, when I heard that That's they're making... Most, honestly. Yeah. Uh, when I, like, <laughs> when I saw that, you know, it it's being, like, talked about him getting his own show, I was like, that's a lot of Star Wars shows, if we think about it, you know. Oh, yeah. I was yeah, it definitely the same thing. Yeah, I was yeah. like, it's Mandalorian, that's Obi-Wan Kenobi, that's, we're getting Bad Batch, we're, now we're going to be getting, uh, what's it called? I was like, Donald Glover. No, now we're getting uh, Lando Calrissian. <laughs> um, but we're also getting... I'm sorry. When is this supposed to be added, or where is it going to be? Oh, it hasn't even started production yet. Like it's just like in talks. Yeah. Okay. So probably years down the road, like maybe a year or two down the road. So um, it's like it's just like like like, hey, kind of like Kenobi. Like Kenobi's kind of like filming, but like it's also kind of postponed at the same time. But Dan, what were you gonna say? Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say. Don't forget, we also have the um, Cassian Andor show coming too. That's true. Um, The guy from Rogue One. Yeah. That'll be interesting. I, I think that I would be more interested in the Cassian yeah. Andor show than a than a Lando Calrissian show. It's like, what are we gonna follow? I with? think so too, because just because of the way that he presented the character of like this rebel who fights for the freedom of the galaxy, but he also says, "I've been in this fight since I was six years <laughs> old," and like, <laughs> you don't you don't know the things that I've done for this fight, you know? And I think that that's really, that's an interesting perspective for the quote unquote good guys of Star Wars, like to see them do things that are probably morally incorrect yeah, uh, for the, for the greater good. And, and I'd really want to see something like that. But as far as Lando goes, I just want to see more Donald Glover as, <laughs> as, uh, as, um, Lando. Donald Glover doing anything, honestly. Donald Glover's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. he is. Uh, I, I know, like, when you're saying about the casting Andor thing, when, man, I remember walk, like, watching uh, Rogue One for the first time, and, you know, uh, he uh, casting gets the information from, you know, that fellow Rebel, and Rebel, yeah. the Rebel's hurt. He's like, dude, I can't, I can't, I can't do this, I can't do this. He's like, okay, yeah, one second, and kills him, and it yeah. And I was like, that is, like, that is the Star Wars that I want. Like, I love Jedis, don't get me wrong, but I want more, like, syndicate stuff i want like you know like we had driving boss and i we got stuff like i want that really cool underground sort of stuff that we're kind of getting with mandalorian uh but mandalorian i'm still kind of iffy um nick the knack says lando is an extremely interesting and charismatic character who has great moments in the films with his charm and wit but i wonder how it will translate from a short film uh, from, from short film moments to a full show revolving around him and that's exactly that's exactly my thing you know he's a very bit part in solo where it's kind of like uh, how would it be of 30 an hour of that you know mm-hmm. um but i think we've talked a little bit a lot about donald glover so let's just go ahead and burst this past past this next one um ghost of tsushima had a metacritic hold 
Uh, so I know Nat doesn't know what Ghost of Tsushima is. Uh, but, um, so after the the ratings bomb that happened on Last of Us 2, uh, Metacritic has put in basically precautions of a week-long hold of user scores uh, towards the Ghost of Tsushima. They even put up a quote, like a, a thing saying, please take, uh, please take time to play the game for about a week before you put your score in. Uh, because Ooh. what happened when um, The Last of Us came out immediately it got review bombed since it was leaked and stuff like that and i think it went down all the way to like a 2.2 uh but it's now like uh, climbed back up so excuse me uh ghost of tsushima is currently at a uh, metacritic score of 83 and a user score of 9.2 while last of us 2 has a metacritic uh, metacritic score of 94 but the current user score of 5.5 um one last of us 2 is not that bad so i just wanted one talk about that it's it's actually a really great game um but so like do you think that's really interesting about the whole like ghost of tsushima like they put a hold on a game after like one gets completely like do you think that's like smart or do you think that's like hurting more of the like integrity of like because you know metacritic is kind of like rotten tomatoes where you it kind of aggregates all the scores given by the media and then it's like hey also put your own rating and basically y'all guys will have your own rating right here so, like, what, what do you guys think about a weak hold on a game? I didn't even know that um, that was a thing. Is this the first time that they've, like, done this? They mm -hmm. put the weak hold on there? I mean, I kind of see where they're coming from. You know, give people some, you know, get over kind of that, like, first impression. Um, kind of allow them to kind of explore the world a little bit. See, see the mechanics of the game. But, I don't know. I kind of think, like people can always just go back and like edit their comments i mean i don't know how many people actually do that but if they like really do love it then they can always do that i feel like kind of i don't know if hmm, i don't know that might i kind of see it like it might infringe like upon the person's right to kind of just share the game but I'm an optimist in that people are going to be not just completely bashing it and being like, oh, really take time to think their comments through and really enjoy the game and see exactly what doesn't work, what does work. So, I don't know. Oh, to be in Matt's head and be an optimist. Yeah, I, would, I, mean, I, <laughs> I live in this amazing world, right? Because that's definitely reality. So, I don't know. What about you, Dan? What do you think about this? I love Sekiro. Shadows died twice. I thought... Wait, no, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Neo 2, right? I hate you. No, wait, we're not talking about Neo 2. We're <laughs> talking about Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, the other samurai game. No, um, I think it's a really great idea because it. I, I, I just couldn't understand why people were giving this game so much flack. You know, and, and also Last of Us 2 before even playing it themselves. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know this whole story of Last of Us 2. I don't know the whole story about Ghost of Tsushima. Um, that's because I want to play through Ghosts myself. I, I don't know when I'm going to get it. Money's a little tight right now. But eventually I want to go through it and play it as, you know, for myself, see how I like it. Last of Us 2, we'll see. But <laughs> I think it's a really, <laughs> well, I think it's a really great idea that they're saying, hey, we're not going to allow it reviews until people have had a week to play the game and actually have a detailed opinion and why they have that opinion, you know, to say, this is why I give it that score. Now there are still, you know, you can't filter out all the idiots, you know, you're still gonna get those where you're still gonna give it a bad score for no reason. 
Um, but I, I think it's a great idea. And um, like I said, I don't know a whole lot about the game yet. The one thing that I'm a little iffy about in terms of the gameplay is I heard that there's not a lock-on uh, mechanic to lock on to enemies. And as a avid Dark Souls and Bloodborne fan, that d- does make me feel a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. Because if you're having a third-person perspective gameplay with like physic, like um, hand-to-hand combat weapons or like sword weapons, I feel like a lock-on is necessary. And again, I haven't played the game, so I don't know if the gameplay revolves around a certain type of mechanic that doesn't need a lock-on. But um, that does have me a little bit worried about how it performs in terms of fluidity and um, and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah like, like kind of like you said, like it's it, it's good. I I I like that they put a week a hold on this. I. Uh, I don't think I think a week is a little long, maybe like four or five days or something like that to after the game comes out. Because I know like when I get a new game, I I beat it like that. Uh, it's just because like if the story is enthralling enough, like I beat Last of Us two in three days. It was a long three days. It was a very very <laughs> long three days. Um, just because of how that game is set up, uh, it's it's like I said, it's not a bad game. It's just a very long very long tedious heart-wrenching game so it's kind of like forcing yourself to play this game but like i i try to beat these games as fast as i can just because like i want to be in the talks i want to be in the know-how of like all these people have had the games before i'm like okay cool like this person thinks this this person thinks this so like what is x y and z let's have this sort of discourse but if you're going to like the main reason why you're putting a score up is because you want to bomb a game because you don't like it um that's completely stupid to me like it's so idiotic to me uh that it's if you're just upset because xyz happens in a game like especially i'm talking about last of us right now um you're just upset about that one thing but you don't think of the greater ramifications of like how things happen to like this character and helps them grow or or it deteriorates them you know like either or and you just i don't think americans have a really good storytelling like brain like you know there's some companies that like it i mean like if you think like the japanese and you know like europeans they have like they tell fantastic stories because they're not like bookmarked into like the american like here is the the what's called the plot structure or whatever like sometimes they go boom 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 boom, like just whatever and americans just hate that so they'll just bomb that um but i'm glad that they did this 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 couple of day hold like i said shorten it next time and then, um, what's up? But yeah, I think it should happen for all games. Just like, all games, all movies. Just like take time to actually know what you're talking about, because there's nothing more annoying to me than someone that doesn't know what they're <laughs> talking about. Just to, like talk smack about something. Um, educate yourself, and then uh, then I'll debate with you. You know, <laughs> uh, if you're just like talking out of your butt, and you're just like, I don't, oh, uh, it makes me mad. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> last but not least, let's go ahead and knock this out. San Diego Comic-Con at home starts today. It starts today. It's actually happening right now. So um, after the show, please stay for the rest of the show. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 go to IGN on Twitch, and they're doing uh, a whole thing with uh, uh, with Comic-Con. Um, yeah, so it says right here that uh, Comic-Con itself tweeted out, hashtag Comic-Con at home is finally here. Collaborator and sponsors at IGN will stream roughly 
34 Comic-Con at home paddles as well as, pro as produce extensive shoulder content, hold interviews, and more. All in support of the online initiative. Stay tuned for all the fun. Um, what are our expectations? I know, and I know, Nat uh, has gone like hardcore into this because both me and Dan are like, <laughs> we don't know anything about this. I sh I popped in right before the stream uh, because they were talking about uh, the new Yakuza game, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and I was like, eh, it looks different. But <laughs> uh, that's a whole different <laughs> conversation for that. But Nat, can you tell us a little bit about what you learned about uh, about uh, I was to say IGN about Comic Con at home? <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, because of COVID, it's really had this huge impact on, you know, community gatherings and Comic-Con is one of the biggest, you know, um, gatherings in, I want to say, the country. You know, when you think about geek stuff, you think about Comic-Con. And so um, they decided that they would do Comic-Con at home. And so it's the first time that, you know, Comic-Con is completely free. You don't have to travel. You don't have to be crowded with a whole bunch of other people. Um, and you can watch it from the comfort of your home. And so I think it's really neat. I think that they're going to have, I believe, like over 300 panels by the end of the week. It starts today and it continues on for a whole week. And every day they're gonna be having different panels, different themes for, um, you know, talking anything between comic books to movies to um, just actors and acting in Hollywood. And so I think that um, if you have a chance throughout the week, um, look at the schedule and I can tweet that. So that way you guys have that for you, for you in your back pocket. Um, but yeah, there's gonna be lots of exciting um, panels there's going to be like i said some that i'm excited about you know there's going to be a new mutants panel um which i'm pretty sure hopefully they will announce there <laughs> that it's coming to disney plus um but the actors will be there so like Maisie williams um charlie heaton uh and others all those people um they're gonna have an adventure time panel about you know distant lands mm -hmm. and bmo and so they're gonna have a walking dead panel which i know that show's been on for forever but they are starting a new one <laughs> and it's uh, walking dead the world beyond and so um we're gonna get some new new information and some new stuff out of that and um exciting they're going to have a Constantine, I believe it's Saturday at 12 p.m. And so it's in celebration, you know, of the 2005 Constantine film. Um, and Keanu Reeves will be joining the panel. So um, I think that one's going to be really exciting. I personally really like that movie. Um, I've made my boyfriend officially watch that movie just recently. He wasn't too crazy about it, I don't think. But it was... <laughs> I, we I enjoy it so um, there's panels for anything and everyone and I think that um, this is a good way to kind of uh, have your comic-con fix without for those of us who haven't been able to go to San Diego comic-con has anyone ever in this chat um, in chat also here but like here ever been to a comic-con like not like not necessarily San Diego but to a single comic-con uh, I went to the Alamo City Comic Con here in San Antonio. But... Oh, nice! Mm -hmm. I always say cool. that I'm gonna go, but I have not gone. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Dan? I actually went to the San Antonio Comic Con in 2015, and you know, conventions are awesome. Like, there's so much cool, so many cool things to see. Um, so many cosplayers, so many awesome, uh, expensive items to look at. Not necessarily buy, but 
Okay, um, yeah. It's like, oh, that'd be nice yeah. to make money. <laughs> but yeah, that was actually the summer right before I moved here to San Antonio. And um, I was reading the the advertisement for it. And they said, like, the big guest stars were Peter Cullen and Frank Welker, which, if you don't know, are the original Generation 1 voices of Optimus Prime and Megatron. Mm-hmm. And as stated in the last podcast, I'm a huge Transformers fan. And they don't ever do pan- um, conventions together. So to have them both in one convention was just, like, mind-blowing. So I had to go. I, I begged my parents, like, please, we got to go. Like, <laughs> this has got to be a thing that I go to. And so I had the opportunity to meet Frank Welker, uh, shook his hand, had him sign a comic book for me, and we took a picture. And um, And then subsequent to that, was a panel with both Peter Cullen and Frank Welker where they talked about working together, different things that they've individually worked on, their um, past experiences, how they became voice actors and all that kind of stuff. And it was just a really great experience along with seeing all the stuff that they had for sale at the actual convention. So it was a good time. Yeah, absolutely. I would recommend anyone ever. I know Zach, your, <laughs> Nat's brother, said that he has not been to one either. Um, definitely, I mean, I was like, it's not going to happen this year. But yeah, definitely next <laughs> yeah, year right. uh, when, you know, the world is not completely, like, gone to shit. Uh, <laughs> definitely uh, go visit any Comic-Con. Comic-Cons are super fun. I know last time I went was, I think, 2016. Either 2015 or 2016, actually. Um, that there was a huge, uh, a huge-ass uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja, car, uh, Ninja, car, Ninja Turtle car in the middle of, like, the show floor. And, like, there was, like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out and, like, taking pictures. Master Shredder was there. It was, like, super cool. Like, I was like, oh, that's real. It's literally as soon as you walk in, it was right there. Um, that's cool. I would definitely recommend if you have just the spare cash or try to win a prize. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, try to get into at least one. It doesn't have to be SDCC because that's super expensive. But yeah. go ahead and just geek out with the people in your, in your city. Uh, or travel somewhere that's pretty close uh, because it's always great to just be around like-minded people because it's just so great to see all the cosplayers and stuff like that. Um, but at the end of the story, we are now done. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining us on the Geek Day podcast. Uh, if you guys missed the awesome uh, little uh, game that we started to play today, Geek Day Civil War, uh, go ahead and just uh, go to our YouTube. Just type in the Geek Day podcast. It should show up. And this VOD's going to be up there. It's like the first 20 minutes of the show. You can watch us, or you can watch Dan and Nat go head-to-head and <laughs> just go at a draw. Uh, but I was right the whole time. I was <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to help break the draw, go ahead and please go to the uh, at Geek Day Podcast below, uh, like on Twitter. And we're going to have a poll on there. It's going to say, which is the, yeah. the worst Spider-Man the worst. movie? Whoever Spider-Man. wins that is going to get the extra point and break the tie. Is, is it Venom or is it Amazing Spider-Man 2? Y'all know Spider-Man. it's, it's Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2. Uh, but yes, please go ahead and follow us. We're also, a little bit of news, we're on the path to affiliate. We're actually almost at 50 followers. We're at 43. I would like to give a little shout out to the followers actually that just came in today. We got uh, D-ma, no, DM Azuka, uh, Gizmo Ham 9000, and Iggy Flump. Uh, all great names. Shout out to Gizmo Ham. That's my brother. Oh, thank you, Gizmo Ooh, Ham. Right. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much again for watching us. Please tell your friends and family to follow us. Uh, as soon as we get there, we can start trying to 
make this a little bit more interesting. Uh, we want to branch out as much as we can. Uh, so again, thank you so much. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to our Facebook. Follow us here on Twitch. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us literally everywhere. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but thank you again, and y'all guys stay geeky. <laughs>